Hello friends, welcome to a fresh episode of the Inspired Word Podcast. I'm your host, Shola for me, Christian. The background music is titled Wait on the Lord, a song by the award-winning groups Elevation Music and the Maverick City Music. And live waiting is one of the hardest things to do. Exhausting, painful, and distressing, especially when it becomes prolonged and extended. As Christians, I'm aware that it's tough to reconcile what sometimes the manifestation of God's promises takes time. The delayed rejections, disappointments, and lack of opportunities are all part of the making. Howbeit, it's tough to swallow. Someone may be out there asking, if God is my father and he knows what is good for me, then why do I have to go through this delay before the fulfillment of his promises in my life? So, it suffice to say that there is a time span between taking delivery of God's promise and the manifestation. So let's call this period the waiting room of God. So today on this episode of the Inspired Word Podcast, we are going to be sharing a few thoughts on what we have to do while waiting and how to effectively manage this waiting period and why we should wait in the first place. No matter how perfect your life is, in some ways or areas, you are in the waiting room of God. I know there is someone out there who's been praying to God for a spouse, some other trusting God for the fruit of the womb, yet others are looking up to God to bring about a turnaround in their financial situation. And still someone is earnestly praying for the healing of a sick loved one, and the list goes on and on. No one is exempted from waiting. Maybe you've been waiting a week, maybe a year, maybe five years, and perhaps you've been waiting for ten years. No matter how long you've been waiting, waiting is difficult, waiting is tough. And if the waiting period is not properly adjudicated and managed, waiting can gradually chip away our faith. Our trust in God's ability to come true for us will begin to fade as the waiting period becomes prolonged. It is human to get tired after you have prayed, fasted, confessed, You went from one seminar to another, from one program to another. And you have repeated this same process all over and all over again. And still the manifestation is far from your reality. So, let's take a look at the nature of God's promise. I wonder to the premise on which we beat our discussion today perhaps will help us to understand why it's important for us to wait. The nature of God's promise is that the promises of God are not bound by our timing, but by His timing. It's the nature of human to want and seek immediate responses, quick replies, quick supplies, quick fixes, and other fast turnaround measures. But God has made all things beautiful in its time, according to Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11. Not in our time, but in its time. If you believe that God knows what is good for you, then why don't you also believe in the fact that He knows what is good for you and when it is good for you? Sometimes, friends, what we'll call delay are nothing but preparatory period. There is an appointed time for the fulfillment of God's promises. And none of us can fast track it. We have to wait on the Lord and there's no way for us to circumvent the period. Job situated it properly. In Job chapter 14 and verse 14, he says that if a man dies, will he live again? He says, 
but all of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. That is the statement from someone who understands the nature of God's promises and divine timing. Another nature of God's promise is that God's promises are patiently obtained. If you look up Hebrew chapter 6 and verse 12, you will find a scriptural verse that lay credence to the fact that the promises of God are patiently obtained. Another attribute of the na nature of the promises of God is the fact that the promises of God are infallible, which means that you can depend on God to fulfill His promise. He always delivers. If God has ever given you a word concerning any situation in your life, you can take it to the market and be sure that God will deliver in His words. In Numbers 23 and verse 19, Scripture says that God is not a man that he should lie, not a son of man that he should repent. If he's given you a word, God will surely bring it to pass. It's very important that we stay reminded of the fact that the promises of God are infallible. They cannot change. God would always deliver on his promises. One scripture that readily comes to mind is the scripture in the book of Hebrew where God was giving credence to the covenant he had made to Abraham and he said by, by two immutable things by which it is practically impossible for God to lie, he had to swear an oath that in blessing I will bless you. And indeed God blessed Abraham. So God's promises fallible, they cannot change. They cannot change. So now that we have a very good idea of what the nature and the attributes of God's promises are, what then should I do while I wait? What then should I do while I wait? Number one, continue in faith. In Hebrew chapter 6 and verse 12 that I referenced earlier, the scripture says that ye be not slothful, but follow of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I read the same scripture in the Message Bible. Don't drag your feet. Be like those who stayed the course with committed faith and then get everything promised unto them, okay? So they stayed the course with committed faith, and because of that, they got everything God promised them. Friends, stay in faith while you wait on the Lord. Number two, from that same verse of the scriptures, it says, they patiently obtained. Be patient while you wait. God's promises are not governed by our time. They are not chronologically measured instead god's promises are governed by his time so patiently wait number three stay rejoicing and continue to draw encouragement from past victory that god gave you if god did it before he will certainly do it again leverage and draw strength from past breakthroughs and open doors and ways in which god had come through for you in the past and let all of those past victory be a source of inspiration unto you and an assurance of the fact that if God had come true for you before, he will surely do it again. Scripture says that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. The fact that he has done it before is a guarantee that he can do it again. Another thing you should do while you wait is don't compare your life with others. Don't compare your life with others. Comparison puts a huge pressure on us. If you are constantly looking at what others have that you don't have, you will live 
your life in perpetual misery. Your life becomes miserable when you begin to measure your life against the life of others. Okay? Your journey is entirely different. So are your experiences. So is the timing of God in each one's life different from the other. Okay? So don't compare yourself with other people while you wait on the Lord. Another thing you should do is to ensure that you shun every appearances of discouragement. Shun every appearances of discouragement. God gave you the promise, not them. Never allow a third party to dilute God's promises for your life or make you doubt God. Okay, so shun everyone that beats down on God's promises for your life and talk you down on your dreams and your aspiration and focus solely on God. Surround yourself with people who will inspire and encourage you. He who walks with the wise shall be wise and the companions of fools shall be destroyed, says the scripture. And I love to put it this way. When you walk with three wise people, you become the fourth wise person. And when you walk with three idiots, it's only natural that you become the fourth one, okay? So you always head in the direction of those that are closely associated with you and surround yourself with people who can inspire you and help you stay in faith and stay committed and stay the course. Another thing you need to do is don't try to help God. Don't try to help God. Don't try to create an alternative for God just because you think God is late. Every attempt to help God will always give birth to an Ishmael. And Ishmael is a look-alike that will eventually cause you untold pain. Okay, so if you don't want to regret going ahead of God later in life, you don't want to help God. So wait for the promises of God. Isaac is on the way. So why settle for less when you can get the best? God always come true, no matter how long it takes. So wait for your Isaac and don't create Ishmael in your life. And one more point. Act promptly obedience is the key if you will experience the manifestation of god's promises in your life don't prolong your waiting period by overanalyzing divine instructions if god gives you an instruction act immediately not acting or taking steps is not a sign of faith sometimes while we are waiting on god is equally waiting on us to act perhaps the reason why you're experiencing delays because god has been waiting for you to take steps your miracle will only happen when your obedience is in motion. Move in the direction God is leading, even when you are not totally certain about the outcome. But because you know that God is the one leading, take a step of faith and move. I'll give you some very classic example. Are you trusting God for the fruit of the wound? If God has laid on your mind or in the mind of your spouse for you guys to go for IVF, please act accordingly. God made the promise. He also chooses how we bring about his promises. If you're waiting for natural conception and God has your answer stored up in the IVF method, then you are the reason why the manifestation is delayed. If you believe in God for a job and God is asking you to start a business, you may wait a lifetime if you keep praying for a job. If you believe in God for a spouse, work on improving yourself and grooming and improving your conversational skills and becoming more resourceful. Socialize some more, be open and accommodating. However, if God brings your way an interested party from another tribe or race, and you decline based on your biases and prejudices, and you keep praying, your waiting will be long. Your waiting will be long. 
Waiting is not an occasion for idleness. Get busy, do something your miracle isn't doing. I think I need to say that again. Waiting is not an excuse for idleness. Get busy, do something your miracle isn't doing. There is no way that we can abdicate the responsibility of our life solely to God. There is a part you have to play in the fulfillment of the promises of God. God will instruct your heart and inspire you, but the responsibility is on you, the onus is on you to take steps and move in the direction God is leading. It's very easy to call him God of Abraham and to say Abraham blessings are mine, but between the promise of Isaac and the conception of Isaac was a long period of waiting. It is very easy and cheap to claim to believe God. But do you really believe in God? Most Christians who claim to believe in God only do so in theory. Do you believe in God? If you believe in God, then you will shake off every worry and fear and rest and wait on Him till He comes through. How long are you going to wait for the fulfillment of God's promises in your life? I don't know. But just like Job said, all of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. So stay the course, brethren. Stay the course. God's promises are true. And if you want more reasons why you should wait, I will say, because God is trustworthy. He knows what you need and you are in his plans. Matthew 7 verse 11 says, If you being evil knows how to give good things to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give to you? For I know the thought that I have towards you, thought of good and not of you, to give you hope and an unexpected end. So you are in God's plan and God has got you covered. The person who made the promise has the capacity to bring about the delivery of such promises. He's not a man who is limited in his ways in, in terms of resource. God is a God of endless possibility. Scripture says that it might not be possible with man. It says, but not with God. It says, for with God all things are possible. So you are talking about the God of all possibility. Who can bring out the sin from the unseen and cause the things that be not as though they were. So trust and wait, in, wait on the Lord. Trust and wait on the Lord. And lastly, wait on the Lord because God is God and God is good. When you are tired, be very open with God and let Him know. Rely on Him for strength to keep marching on. Isaiah 40, 29-31 says that He gives strength to the weary and He increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not faint. So the scripture has made provision for you, knowing that you are human, and sometimes you may get tired. But when you get tired, go back to God and leverage on His strength. Those who wait upon Him, the Lord will renew their strength. It's okay to be tired and weary. However, giving up is not acceptable. Wait for it. Your change is coming. I pray that the Lord will hasten His promises in your life and that soon enough, you have a testimony and your turnaround will be eminent. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. I'll talk to you soon.